0: would bow your heads with me dear God we come to you now and we just have to ask that you speak directly to us dear God let us hear your message and uh, let us hear it for what it is and then give us the uh, courage the the uh, obedience to go out and live it as you live through us Christ's name we pray amen amen so we've been talking about living intentionally and uh, last week we talked about service and um, so this week we're going to talk about sacrifice. Um, it, everything about Christianity is built upon sacrifice. Jesus willingly, he willingly gave up all of his rights as God the Son. He accepted the, the, the job to take on flesh and become a human. and uh, he humbled himself here on earth, Um, he lived the perfect life, and then he willingly picked up his cross and carried it, and he gave his life up for each and every one of us, so that we could have forgiveness, atonement, we could receive justification, and then we could also move into salvation, eternal life, and um, all throughout the Bible, from man's first fall, and he has to be clothed, Animal gave up its life so that Adam and Eve could be clothed. And all throughout the Old Testament, we have the the process of forgiveness through spilt blood as sacrifices are brought. And um, Jesus Christ was sacrificed one time, he gave his life up one time, and he provided atonement for everyone with his one sacrifice. And so we, we are receiving salvation. We receive Christianity because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And this whole thing is built on the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so as we take on the moniker of a Christian, it is imperative that we understand how vital and how essential sacrifice is. And if we truly live a life that is reflective of Christ, then we have to, as a mandate, live a life that is filled with sacrifice because that is reflective of who Jesus Christ is. He is our propitiation. He is our sacrifice. He took our place on the cross. We deserved it. He took it from us. We don't deserve forgiveness. He gave that to us. So everything that we live for and and celebrate here is all built on sacrifice through Jesus Christ. And then we are to reflect that in our lives. And today we're going to talk about intentionally living a life of sacrifice and what that means and what that looks like. Okay? Okay. Because again, and I've said this before, I think sometimes when we preach these sermons, we throw these theories out here and we throw these, these ideas and then we fail sometimes on this end to make it applicable on how you can live and, and see that every day in everyday life. So hopefully today we will be able to make you make us understand and teach us what it looks like to live a life. Filled with intentional sacrifice and we're going to be in Romans 12 first two verses I beseech you therefore so I plead to you I give it with all of my emphasis all that I can brethren so we're talking to Christians here by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here is the, here is the um, Paul throwing it out that, hey, you have to live, I'm pleading with you that you have to live a life that is filled with sacrifice so much that you become a living sacrifice, which means that it is a progressive process. So this is something that we do each and every day. This is not a one-time thing, but this is us living. That's what it means, living sacrifice. So we continue to live, and we live a life filled with sacrifice, all right? So what does it mean? Let's talk about what it means. What does being a living sacrifice actually mean? But in order to do that, we need to start with maybe... (laughs) There we go, all right. What it doesn't mean. What this, so we have to be real clear to understand what it means, what it doesn't mean, okay? And what it doesn't mean is that um, we have to live a life of sacrifice so that we can earn or that we can get to a place to where we deserve Jesus Christ's sacrifice. That is not at all what the teaching is. And it says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Okay, so he took on our sins, pulled them off of us, put them on us. He took his righteousness and clothed us in it. And then he took our sins and marched it up to the cross and put it to death. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. So there's the understanding. He takes our sin from us. We don't deserve it, can't earn it, can't buy it. He does it because he loves us. For God so loved the world, he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is the gift given to us through Jesus Christ in his sacrifice. Without his sacrifice, we can't get it. There's no way to earn it, no way to buy it. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, okay, but it's critically important that Because sometimes we know, we understand it, but then we still actually kind of live the the attitudes and the behaviors to where sometimes we do the sacrifice looking for a reward at the end, okay? And it's just our human nature for that to happen. But if we can get our hearts in the right kind of spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is my reminder this week to tell you that your first job, what? When you wake up in the morning, pray the prayer of emptying, empty me of me, get rid of all that ugliness in me, the Holy Spirit's in there. Let him be filled and take over as you live through me today. And I go out and be a bright light in the dark world as you live through me. So it's that submission, okay, that sacrifice, get rid of me, let, let me die off, let you fill me up, okay? But because of that, we can go out and be a bright light in the dark world. In Romans 3, says, for everyone has sinned. Every person that ever lived other than Jesus Christ has sinned. And they fall short of the glory of God. So we cannot make it to heaven on our own, but we are justified. We are declared innocent. We are declared that we are back in the original state that we were before sin. And this is done freely through the grace, which is getting something that you don't deserve, through the redemption as we are redeemed. You know that in the Bible it tells us that in heaven um, we sing a song, the Christians, who, the redeemed, who in, in, we sing a song that the angels can't sing with us. And you know why? Because it's a song about being redeemed, and we are the redeemed. And even the angels can't do that. They can't join in with us. We are a special, special love project with God, and he sent his son to die for us. And because of that, we will sing to him in heaven a song of being redeemed. And that redemption is in Jesus Christ. It's found in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that there's no other way to get it, no other way to get to the Father except through him. In his name, in his name alone, man will be saved because of his sacrifice and his death and resurrection at Calvary. And it says, And God set forth him as our sacrifice, our propitiation. He is our Redeemer. He is our our Savior. And it all comes through his blood, his sacrifice. One drop of blood could redeem all the sins ever committed in the history of the world. One drop. And it's time that we live a life believing and showing that we believe that his blood is that powerful. And that means that no one's excluded. It's open to everybody, okay? Even the people that we look down upon and in our head we say, well, there goes Joe." There's no hope for him. There's hope for Joe. There's hope for everybody. Amen? And it's time time we live a life that says that. Okay? And when we treat people, we treat people knowing that they are open to the same kind of salvation that we got. And guess what? Neither one of us deserved it. We're in the same boat. All right? And it all is brought to us through faith. And the faith that we receive salvation is even a gift of God for us. All right? It's a given to us, and it's a gift to demonstrate his righteousness, to become the example out in the world, to be the the instrument used that he brings his righteousness through the world. That's why he said, it's better for me to leave and give you the Holy Spirit so that he can be seen everywhere as we become, but we got to become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. We got to live a life of sacrifice as he lives through us, not as us living our lives, but as him living through us. And it says, because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. They are no more. Our sins are forgotten, forgiven, forgotten. They are no more. We're separated as far from the east as the west from them. So what is living a living sacrifice? Well, right now we know that what it isn't is trying to earn salvation, trying to earn God's love, Listen, God loved us at our worst. And he loves us as much as a, at our worst than he did when we're at our best. Because our best is still filthy, dirty rags. Our works are just, they, they don't add up, okay? And because he loves us, he always loves us. The Bible says there's no variation with God, okay? He is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. There's no variation. He doesn't give certain strengths when you act this way and that. He loves us completely, perfectly at all times. So you can't earn it. So just know this. When you're seeking a life as a living sacrifice, it's not about earning it. The spotlight is not on us. The focus is not on us. Okay? Ephesians also says... works they don't add up nobody should boast okay and uh, you know God God gives us the grace we can't earn it so what is so now that we don't know what it isn't what is a living sacrifice well it says there that okay by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice wholly acceptable all right so there it is a living sacrifice it's holy, it's acceptable to God, and um, it is a reasonable what's the word? Service. So guess what life is about? Service. Life is about service. And if we are reflective of Jesus Christ, what prompted what? pushed Jesus Christ to the cross. His love for us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that's what pushed him to the cross is his love for us. His obedience to God the Father which is all pushed by his love for us his willingness to go to the cross so that we don't have to do that. And so what should be our motivation driving force behind our service? Love. It's all about love. And he says right there that present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. All right? So in Ephesians it says this is Paul, he's talking to a, a, a church that has given him a gift. It says, Indeed, I'm all, I'm all and about. I've been paid up. I've been filled. And I'm full, having received the, the uh, um, gift from Epif- Epaphroditus, um, the things that came from you. And it is a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. So there it is. Them... Providing and taking care of Paul was a service that they provided for him. And then he turns it around and says it is actually a sacrifice to God. All right. So, which made God pleased because it was a good sacrifice. So, our service, our ability to be a living sacrifice, is actually a service which is equivalent to a sacrifice which pleases God. So what is our motivation to go out and serve and be a living sacrifice? We're driven by love, but what love is it? First and foremost, the love is to God, to Jesus, because he died for us and he provides salvation for us. And then because we have this relationship right, then we can go out and provide the right kind of service and sacrifice to these relationships because this one's right. We can't show perfect love to this if this one isn't right. My Uncle Larry said that to me when I was in high school. It really stuck out to me. If this relationship's not right, then none of these will be right. And when none of these are right, you need to look and make sure that this one's right, okay? So you're driven by your love to Jesus Christ, which in turn makes you capable of going out and providing services in love to your brothers and sisters. Okay? Make sense? Amen? Okay. So, how do we do it? We know that it's a service, we know that it's driven by love, um, we know that it's um, dying to ourselves and li- living the life through Him. So, how do we do this? Okay? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that what you may prove, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it's broken into three things. All right? Do not be conformed to this world. I don't know if you've noticed or not. Okay? This world is a nasty place. It is a nasty place. Yeah. I hate to shock you, but there's some nasty things going on out there. And the 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 territory of nasty, and then the cover of acceptability—they're converging, right? Things that used to be, you know, like horrific, are now acceptable, and, and it's our jobs to get that mixture to where we can love everybody and serve everybody, but still stand for what's right. You can stand for what's right, yeah, but the attitude that the church is required to have is to stand for what's right, but still love and serve people, even when you disagree with them. Okay, that's, that, I mean, the Bible says, you know, who, who would die for a friend, you know, a good friend would. You, you would, if, if you loved somebody and you loved them a lot, you would sacrifice yourself, but what about someone, I think he even says if a stranger or a banker or somebody, you know, who would, who would die for them? I mean, if there's any bankers out there, we still want you to give and, and, okay, no offense to any of the bankers in the crowd, all right, but I mean, who? if you die for a stranger, you know, that's really something, and then what about if you have to die for somebody you totally disagree for with, I mean, that, that's even a bigger stretch, Right? But somehow in this world we've gotten to where if I don't agree with you a hundred percent, then we can't drive. That's craziness. If we took a poll right here about some of our beliefs, none of us would agree. I mean, if you have conversations in your household, I mean, there's some heavy differences there. Some, and, you know, it, you got two people raised by the same two people, and they get different personalities or different beliefs, and the parents have different beliefs, and, you know, but you still have to love each other. You still have to nurture each other. I mean, the differences aren't what should divide us. Okay? In fact, we're asked to be actually separated from the world, but yet be in the world providing service and love. Now, that means that we have to stand up for what's right, but at the same time, we have to do it in a way that we love people and serve people. You know, I I, I was at a conference one time, and it, it was talking about, um, you know, marketing and, and um, your person-to-person relationships and how you should handle yourself, and it, it talks about, you know, if, uh, if if you lose a client, then, you know, you have to, you don't burn the bridge, you know, sometimes that happens, and... They may come back you know or or, you know if someone doesn't do business with you you don't you know can you imagine if you're walking into the airport and you're flying southwest and when you go by the united terminal they're like you're not flying with us well we hate you keep walking dude you ever going to buy a ticket from them no okay so i mean this this is kind of where we are in the world is we just throw out this anger and these emotions and everything and then we wonder why nobody can come together Got it down a rabbit hole, didn't I? Sorry. All right. But you cannot be conformed to this world. That means we got to stand for what's right, but do it in the right way. Okay? And be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? So if you've unplugged from me or hit the mute button, hit hit uh, the unmute real quick. All right? Real quickly. Because uh, Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said, uh, you know, you wash the outside of the cup but never the inside of the cup you know what he's saying you're more worried about your facebook profile than you are the state of your heart and um, you see how i jump from the pharisaical days to now because i think sometimes what we do is we worry more about the outside and less about what's going on in the inside here's what has to happen to become a living sacrifice is that the inside of you changes. You become a new life. And remember, this is each and every day. We celebrate Easter each and every day. Okay, Jesus Christ said, behold, I make all things new in a present form because we are covered by flesh, living in a world full of sin, still have a human nature, but we have to be transformed each and every day. The renewing of your mind, to take on the mindset of Jesus Christ who gave up every right he had as God the Father, our God son, so that he could be crucified at the cross. We have to sometimes give up some of our rights, some of the things that we you know, want to scream about and all this, but we do it so that we can glorify Jesus Christ in our living and in our sacrificing and our serving. And, it ha- and the only way that it can happen in a true way is if you're transformed from the inside out. And as you're transformed on the inside, as the Holy Spirit changes you, and as you get that connection with the Holy Spirit, remember... Last week, or two weeks ago, we talked about prayer. And one of the most important parts of prayer is listening. The ability to listen. Because sometimes we talk the whole time. And we're telling Jesus, you know, this is what I want, this, this, and this. And sometimes we need to take a step back and say, speak to me. Speak to me. Okay, and that's a big part of discernment. If you want to know about discernment, getting what's out of the Word. And there's the other thing is you you got to schedule time to read the Bible pray, and spend it with Jesus Christ. You have to schedule that time in your day. Okay, I know I've hit that a lot lately, but that is vitally important. I think it's something that gets looked over in these days that we're so busy. But you have to be changed from the inside out. And when the Holy Spirit is pouring out of you, like he said at the woman at the well, you know, behold, you become a living spring of water. Okay? So how many people are getting wet around you? Are you are we worried about how shiny we are and, and how acceptable we are on the outside? I mean, it's important that the true service comes out, and it comes out for the right reasons and through the right process, and that's by the renewing of your mind, the changing from the inside out as Jesus Christ lives through us. And you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God, and that's what we talked about: is being able to listen, being able to understand the life that Jesus Christ has laid before you, the cross that is laid before you. And then the only way you can prove it is guess what happens? When he lays the cross before you each and every day, guess what you got to do? Die to self and then pick up the cross and then go out and live the life that Jesus Christ is asking you to live in the way that he's asking you to live, which would be a sacrifice, giving up your will, giving up your wants, giving up your needs to glorify Jesus Christ through your living. And that is living sacrifice. It's a life not of you, but of Jesus Christ and of picking up the cross that he lays before you, dying to yourself, and then go out and be in the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And sounds simple, doesn't it? So hard. I tell people I like preaching, preaching it better than living it. It's a lot easier getting up here and just bouting it off. It's tough to live it. And listen, I'll just add just one last tag here. Okay, we do not teach humanism here. Okay, we teach Christianity. So. What I mean by that is, if you think I'm telling you to become a better human, the best of men is still a man, all right? And, um, what's my dad always say? Um, Behind a good man is a good woman and a very surprised mother-in-law. Okay, same, I think you get to the same spot. You can't be a better human. You can't earn it. You can't get there. The only way you get there is Jesus Christ. And then I'll tell you this, too. We have some huge problems. Guess what the answer to all of them? That's it. Jesus Christ. That's the answer. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois, 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring His Word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church.